Champagne soccer. We're back. Recording a day later than usual. My bad. I snoozed out. Been grinding for the last couple of days. You know, the life of a Nighthawk. Oh, you know, you be up at night, barely sleep two, three hours here, there. You know, it's, it's, it's sick movements going on, but it's holiday season. A lot of hot stuff is going on. AKT doing something big on Sunday. Clay, why don't you let us know what's going on, man? Let the people know. First the first of its kind for y'all. Yes, sir, man. We're having our first gala this Sunday. Um, ticket $75. All ticket proceeds goes towards our initiative for the year. And also, it's just a great opportunity for everybody to kind of, you know, get dressed, come together and network and see what everybody's doing in the community and try to help each other out. So we'll go ahead and post a link within the podcast. Looking forward to seeing everyone come out. Again, this is our first gala, so we would love to see everybody come out and make it a huge event for the community. For sure, for sure. Now, speaking of, you know, doing positive things for the community, it's a lot of banter going back and forth between this United and Chelsea matchup on social media, amongst the fans and our group chats. I mean, this match is always highly anticipated, even if both teams are on the downside. But hey, great match overall. Scott McTominay saving the day. Manchester United 2, Chelsea 1. Ephraim, hey, you got to lead it off as the victor. How are you feeling? What did you see differently? Break it all down, man. Rashford getting dropped. What were your thoughts when you saw the lineup and how the how the plan, you know, eventually went through it when the match started? Well, I think some changes needed to be made. I think, uh, you know, <laughs> pretty glaring that Rashford isn't one to track back and and to, to you know, his passing is pretty subpar. He passes a little too late a lot of times. And so I think that change needs to be made. I think Ten Hag knew, uh, you know, Anthony at least will track back. He had a really good game, speaking of Anthony. Uh, even though he did a score, he drew a penalty. Uh, he had he had a really good time pressing. Um, so that's what we needed. We needed people like him, uh, Rasmus Hoyland, up there pressing. And I think that was one of the big biggest keys of the game, especially in uh, the the uh, excuse me, our attacking third, uh, Chelsea's defensive third, is that we were pressing pretty high. And I don't think Chelsea was ready for that. Uh, I, I, it didn't seem like they were, at least. And so uh, I think that's what mattered. The front three were, uh, you know, on the back four of Chelsea a lot. Uh, made him make some mistakes. It's like Ray made some mistakes, uh, passing the ball out of the back. Um, so a lot of misplaced passes gave us a lot of chances going back up the field. We had 27 to 28 shots on go- shots. I think nine on goal. So we were, you know, two went in, obviously. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, they needed to do that because that performance against Newscaster was some some bullshit. It, it was we get to talk about two matches in this in this podcast today. So I uh, talk about that Newcastle performance and how bad it was. And so people needed to come out and show some effort. Uh, and I think that's what really mattered. Um, yeah. And, and United just just played the way they're supposed to be playing, like play with some fucking effort. Claytis, you guys also made a decision to, you know, drop an important player. You guys, via Mauricio Pochettino, dropped your captain, Reese James. How did you feel about your lineup and your team's performance? 
Um, unfortunately, I didn't catch the early part of the game, like the first 15, 20 minutes. But from that point on, um, overall, I think we're really lazy. We're slow, um, especially in defense. We're hesitant. Like a lot of times you will see like the one, two, or, like the link of play developing between um, United, but like our defenders just weren't reading it or reacting fast enough. Uh, Grandpa Thiago a few times, he just looked very, very slow. Anthony was just toying with it. I'm just like, what is this? Um, but I feel like in midfield in our attack, uh, Jackson, he 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 needs to be sold um, MLS. But, you know, he didn't really offer much, losing the ball, his little one-two whoa, touch. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, hey, man. Thank you, man. Check him on that one, that, that, that Jackson thing. Come on. I thought the, the future of Senegal forwards in the movement, man. You you told me this brother has potential. You even you you even said hey, he, you even said you was gonna send him on a on a mission on a mission yeah. to you know knock down something focused for the team. Yeah, 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 yeah at, first, at first, I, I wasn't. At first, I wasn't fucking with him, and then you know, I'm like, all right, I can't be too critical. He's scoring. He's trying. And then, you know, I'm watching the games, and you know, I'm like, yeah, no, nah, I was right from the jump. I was right. So he's 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 back outside, you know, looking weak, try, trying to link up with OnlyFans joints. It's, it's geeks. You just had to see it. <laughs> um, you know, the goal from uh, Cole Palmer, when he started dribbling, I was like, you know, this is where, like, we're of a throw, and we're very direct. Our wingers have the ball. When Raheem dribbled, you know, he's very direct, trying to, you know, create chaos. That should have been a penalty, too, by the way. But, you know, I think they're the only two individuals that really gave any real effort today. But besides that, we were really lazy and just sloppy all over the place. All right. So I got to ask you, E, moving forward, do you like Ten Hag's hat? Firstly, and are are you feeling positive with this result? Now you're sixth place. Do you think you can put together a run to fight for that top four position? I don't know. I'm. I'm. I'm that's gonna be interesting because uh, I don't know. Aston Villa might actually be better than we thought they were. Um. So that might be a team to look out for. I ain't. I ain't know if I was gonna take them serious. But I, yeah, look, I think yes, I think we need to try to fight for the top four and and continue that. You show effort like you did today, even if you don't win every match. This is what this is what is expected. You got all this talent in the team, and last week against Newcastle or, or Saturday against Newcastle, you play like you a, a bottom tier team. You play park the bus, and you don't even try to uh, show any effort until the end of the match. So, nah, man, th th we have to play like this for the rest of the match. It's the first of the season, excuse me. Um, this this is the way to play. One lose a draw, like literally. So um, I like what I saw today. Uh, credit Ten Hog for making a couple adjustments at halftime as well. I think they worked out for the rest of the match, taking off Lindelof and putting on uh, uh, putting Luke Shaw in the um in the back four on the excuse me in the center back role. So yeah, man, I, this is what needs this needs to be the standard. Hey, only three points out of fourth place. You mentioned Ashton Villa. They upset Manchester City 1-0. Anthony, how did you feel? You gave us a great synopsis right before we recorded. But, you know, now that you've had maybe a little more time to go through your mind, 
can you break down what you think went wrong with the team? And do you think uh, Ashton Villa can make a legit top four run? Yeah, man. One second. I'm looking over the the match ratings now. And Via, <laughs> if I may ask. <laughs> um, the word the the best player on city is uh, he, he hey, I gotta I gotta hit out on him. Vardio, he had, he's at a seven point five, and I, Ooh, I I took a nap. Ooh, how can he? I woke up. I woke. Hey, and I, exactly. Who, who's providing the match happened. ratings? Who wasn't he on Leon Bailey? No, I'm just talking about City. I'm just talking. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. See, I don't know. There's some bias going on with Vardio, and and people want him to be the best defender just off some name or or something, but. He he be making a lot of mistakes, and I woke up from a nap to uh, Aston Villa masterclass in the 60th minute, and then Bailey speaking full Jamaican at, at the end of the match, saying like, "Yeah, I knew I was gonna get a goal or an assist." It's like, "Hey man, I ain't never heard nobody talk like that playing us." That he knew he was coming here doing something that was crazy to me. So I'm looking. I saw one little kid get subbed on by the name of Oscar Bob. And so once I saw that, I was like, yo, what's going on with our, our lineup? Who, who, who see no Doku? He, he he didn't play. I saw Nunez getting spun around. Hey man, shout out to Astavia. They are top four team. And um, to, add, to add to you, y'all played with um with one less player. Y'all didn't use y'all full bench. They uh Pep said that y'all had too many injuries. Yeah, but Word okay, where's where's Doku? So Doku hurt now. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's what's going on. But either way, these players yeah, are Doku built got hurt last game. Okay, these players are built to win. We this team that's that's no excuse. Uh, not even built to win. They're built to score. They should have put one goal up. So hey, Claytis, go ahead. Air out Holland. You know what I'm saying? Like this is this all on this is where my, my striker should have scored a goal. You know so. um I see Joe McGinn is the player of the match with a eight eight point rating. That's awesome. This is all according to whoscored.com. But I saw him spinning um somebody uh, it was Silva and Walker on <laughs> on the sideline. And I'm like, man, this is actually it was Oscar Bob and Silva that he was bodying towards the end of the match. And it was just nasty, man. Um it looks like City. City's in it for the long run. They're they're a marathon team. They they got that mentality now, and so hopefully that doesn't cause them to drop too many points in competitions. They feel like they can, I guess, <laughs> coast until a certain month. So this is we we needed these points. This is some. This was tough. So. Hey, the the before we leave this this review, I did view this match and um. Leon was having the day of his life. Brev was going <laughs> so hard that he had to stand on the sideline for a second to catch his breath because he was going so hard at, at Guardio. Um, I was confused by the lineup. I was going to text in the chat because I was like, um, when he brought on Nunez, I was like, I thought bro was in the doghouse. So, like, what the fuck are we seeing him for? Um, 
But like how Dan said, Doku being hurt, it makes kind of sense while we seen Bob. Um, Rico Lewis, he was a ghost. Honestly, y'all midfield was a ghost today. Yeah, like, it was bad, man. Pep, I told Anthony this before, and he gave a good perspective on what he thought Pep was thinking. But Rico Lewis playing as one of those free eights, free tens. Hey, man, that brother is a no, that brother is a right back that's supposed to be pushing up to DM. When he's that high up the pitch, he can't provide that final ball. That's why Holland was looking lost. Some of I his runs, he he's turning around and he's looking at Rico Lewis. Trying, he was Philip <laughs> trying, to shake off, trying to shake off goons like McGinn. Bro, I ain't gonna lie, McGinn. Ubacar Kamara is illegal. McGinn was playing FIFA and holding the L trigger, bro. This motherfucker was boxing everybody out, bro. That's yeah, and that's what I saw, Marcus. I was like, yo, he's body working these guys. What's going on? It was all L2. I got more propaganda for you. This is courtesy of sofascore.com. Guess who the man of the match is for them? Jasko Guvardio, 8.1 out of 10, out of both teams. They said that no. nigga was the man of the match. <laughs> so I don't uh, know what called, the propaganda is, man. Maybe he, he calls the late foul. He calls the late foul that <laughs> gave the ball to Aston Villa in the last, like, in the 93rd minute. Something crazy. And I was like, yo, he just ruined the last attack, just being too aggressive. I'm like, that's not... That's not smart, man. So he got man in the match. That's what's up, man. That's pay <laughs> yeah. Over. I don't bro, know what's going on. Did y'all catch? It was brothers out there doing scorpion passes, bro. Like I was like, what the fuck is going on with City right now? Hey, man, Bubakar Kamara and De- and Douglas Louise, they definitely bossed the midfield. Um, hey, man, my again was balling. Nah, now nah, you good, man? Uh, I think what helped uh, Ashton Villa though was the two blocks of four playing with that. Solid base that low block prepared them for the counters and you think niggas gonna um gonna copy that because like the line was dictated by Holland wherever Holland went they moved up exactly where he was so he couldn't play behind them like how he be doing on other teams yeah and Paul Torres and Diego Carlos these brothers have played European football they play for their national teams respectfully they ballers man. Ashton Villa, they've put together a team that, like, a couple years ago, you'd be like, why are these players there? But now they're in Europe. they pushing for top four. Shout out to Unai Emery. You know, he choked for us at, at Arsenal, but he's balling with Ashton Villa. Martinez, you're a prick, but, hey, you're balling. So. I got my guy, uh, Diaby. Um, yeah, he was balling. on the bench. He, he, he got benched. He was off the bench today, you know, because yeah, McGinn yeah. and Leon Bailey have been balling so much. Diaby has been sitting down, and the irony is that Leon Bailey left Bayer Leverkusen because Diaby took over that spot, and he, he they turned that brother into a wingback, and now he's at Ashton Villa. Look who pulled up again, Diaby, but now Leon Bailey's telling him to sit down, so, yeah. Man, shout out Watkins. to fans. I want to shout out to their fans real quick because, uh, who was it, Douglas Douglas Louise was about to hit a, hit, hit a shot, and they were like, shoot! And in my head, I was like, yo, this is like, they're about to will this joint in because it was a perfect shot. And he hit the post. I was mm. like, hey, man, they're really trying. This is a master class. I was amazed. I've never heard the fans cheer like that against us and almost make us feel like we were the underdogs. I was like, what is going on? It was like Space Jam and we got our powers taken. Yeah, so, hey, man, real home field advantage. 
Yeah, congratulations, man. It was great. For sure, for sure. Now, Marcus, you guys had a miracle result against Fulham, 4-3, great comeback. And then today you guys have more control. You beat Sheffield United 2-0. Break it down, man, going from that roller coaster match to a match where you guys were basically in control for the 90 minutes. Well, I don't like how you said the beginning. <clears throat> the beginning, how you uh, worded that. That was that's wild. That's wild, bro. Um, yeah, it was kind of a roller coaster, but it was kind of like to me, honestly. If you if you really looking at this joint, if you look at the highlights on the tactical side of the game, Klopp growing up, he 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 got he know when to sub now. Finally, that's what that game showed me. He brought on Endo, he brought on I think it was Harvey, and then he brought on Gakpo. He moved. He we went to the uh four two four. Shit, that shit was a masterclass on the low block, and so pretty much what was that? Endo had a clutch goal. I mean, honestly, my goals of the week is all three of my, uh, you know, Endo, Maka, and goddamn who had the uh, last one? Was that Nunes? Who? Oh no, Trent. I forgot in the predators doing this thing. <laughs> you know how that shit go? Yeah, the propaganda kicks, man. You know. Hey, bro. Hey, I w- I do want to say this, Jew. Stop copying. Like, damn, bro. I know y'all homeboys, but how you gonna wear the white predators and then do the same damn damn ton? Go to the crowd. Like, all right, bro. But um, what you yeah. gotta say? Oh, okay. Yeah, man. We 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 today. It was a little bit more calm. Shit. Front three was pretty much shitty. We started off with Salah, uh, Lewis, and I think it was Gakpo. And that shit was mid. We um got a goal off of Virgil. 2019, Virgil is back. I'm going to keep saying it. Um, He first got his first goal today. We got bad news also today. Um, Matt Tip ruptured his ACL, so we down one. Hey, that Ghana better get to work because Kwanzaa is, is on the pitch a little bit more soon. Uh, but today, yeah, man, we cooked, man. Trent, Trent kind of played the right back again. Uh, he got the assist on the second goal. I ain't going to lie, the second goal, boy, that shit was ugly. Nunez slide tackle to Trent, then Trent to uh, Sabasa. It, it's funny that the midfield got better finishing than my strikers outside of Mo right now. But, hey, man, we, we move, man. Top four, winner is coming. I don't know what the fuck, man. United over there thinking. Not not E, but his his ops in our chat. I don't know what them boys talking about, but man, we move, man. Hey man, let them get excited. They're only three points out of fourth place, man. You know, it's good to be a United fan right now. I guess. I mean, <laughs> how would it know that first place, baby? You know, we we shook, but we won, man. It was hot. We did something Liverpool couldn't do. We won at Luton Town, and we also had a Kamikaze match. You know. Luton Town has been a place where Arsenal has struggled at for decades, even though they haven't been in the PL for years. We've always struggled. You can even go back to the 90s and the 80s, the old championship first division days. But hey, Declan Rice, what can I say? A lot of people, including me, were skeptical of you. I thought if, you know, Arteta wanted to emulate that Pep system of having that center back push up or whatever system maybe we could have gotten someone from lens like kevin dance my boy playing for the austrian national team 
But hey, I was wrong. Declan Rice is the man. He's been our best player this season. And right next to him is Saka, who had another assist. His brother's creating chances out of nothing every game. It's amazing to see him continue to develop. But that uh, Odegaard assist for the Declan Rice game, when I saw someone mention that that's the hallmark uh, Kevin De Bruyne assist, you know, that cross into the box. And Odegaard should try to ping that more because he can do it. But, you know, but the way Arteta's been setting him up has been more to score than to create for others. And depending on Saka and Martinelli to try to cross and create chances. But, man, hey, David Raya, guys, that brother stinks. I saw I saw that. I saw Ross Barkley score a goal. That that was illegal, man. He, uh, Ross Hey, Barkley, Dan. That yeah. I, when I seen it, I said, "Boy, did they just turn back the time for this motherfucker?" Hey, it was disgusting. And let me tell you, they said one of our goalkeepers' hands are too short, his arms are too short. The box sub, that's David Raya, and then Ramsdale admitted he has concentration issues. So, hey, man, Arsenal, our goalie coach and Naki Senna, <laughs> you might have to kick, you might have to kick rocks, man, because you told Arteta to bring Raya here. We're trying to win the league, and and we have a geeky uh, goalie situation. It's very ugly. Hey, so Dan, we, what's up with y'all, bro? The striker says he doesn't score goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The same. They, they don't. What's going on, bro? I respect it. I respect these athletes for being honest because as a journalist, I don't like people that are politically correct. It makes it harder to talk about things when people are always giving you, you know, cookie-cutter answers. I like that, that people are being expressive and being themselves. Gabriel Jesus has admitted openly, hey, I've been programmed to be Huff. At City, they told me, Pep told me I'm the best presser in the world. What the hell am I supposed to do? Then I go to Brazil. Everybody's trying to copy European tactics. I do the same thing. I forget how to score goals. I've been on the wing too long. Now I'm playing in the middle as a pressing forward. So, yeah, it's geek. Hey, look at Brazil, though. What's the, who's the last world-class striker Brazil has produced? So... The other, you could argue, the best striker Brazil has had the last 10 years was also a nigga that didn't score goals, a false nine, Roberto Firmino. So, hey, man, blame Europe for destroying Brazilian strikers, but that's another story for another day. Zinchenko didn't play. Kiwar came in on left back. That brother was molasses out there. Uh, shout out to Declan Rice for scoring that goal because... That game was terrible for the most part. Uh, Kai Havertz played well, scored, what, three goals in four games? Looks like he's getting the run of form, getting his confidence up. He's playing well with the team. They're understanding how to track his runs now, use his size to their advantage. Last goal he scored was a header. Then yesterday against Luton Town, he scores a nice low cross into the goal, so... I like to see how he's moving and getting link up play. But, hey, man, I know they all can be pretty happy we grounded it out. But, man, struggling against Luton Town like that, oh, man, what's what's going to happen when we play a top-level team like Liverpool in a couple weeks? We'll It'll be interesting time. to see. Yeah, man, but uh, I got a question for you, Clay, man. You didn't You didn't let us know about your plans. I know you're an international man. You like to travel. 
you make business deals. I've seen rumors that Saudi Arabia is making so much money. Oil prices are going through the roof. As you guys know, in a lot of businesses, mergers are happening. A lot of monopolies are being created. And two financial analysts believe that Saudi Arabia can potentially purchase the Champions League and make it a true like club World Cup, if you will, a true international competition because they would want to have their Saudi League in it, of course. And then you add South America, Europe. Cletus, are you behind this dealings? What's going on, man? Yeah. I know I mean, Cristiano's your brother. You guys want to be back in the Champions League. Break it down. I said it a year ago, two years ago, that the Saudis are coming to buy sports. They're coming to buy entertainment. And they haven't been stopped yet. The first phase was buying, you know, lucrative, big soccer teams and stuff like that, and then getting them to start winning games. And now you see the model of where they're looking to buy, you know, sub teams, you know, their feeder teams. Now with that model, they could always cherry pick from their sub team to come to the A team. And now that they own all these teams, they could say, well, yeah, we like the Champions League, but we could fund ourselves and create our own tournament to compete with the Champions League. And the issue is that, you know, UEFA cannot compete financially with these guys. They they need every Saudi penny that they could get. So, you know, the competition is there. If the Saudis feel like they want to go the extra mile and revamp the Super League and create it and make it something else, they have the funding to do so. I don't think they could be stopped. As long and as I'm they already have the 2034 World Cup locked up too. So it's not out, it's not out the ordinary for them to lock up even more. And it's interesting the NBA put in rules that, you know, try to limit foreign investment. I remember a couple months ago, I was excited because the Washington Wizards, you know, got some Saudi ownership involvement, but it's only, I think, they limit it to like five percent so that they can't take over a team so they're trying to block it in american leagues but you know in soccer hey they need the money but anthony what do you think man you sent me a message earlier about the merger warner brothers and a24 are doing with max you know there's a lot of things going on we also talked about the apple deal potentially with the Premier League. I mean, what do you what are your thoughts on these type of mergers? And if we do get a true international Champions League funded by Saudi, see that would be I'll be down for that. Um, in the sense of the globalization of the sport being, I guess, more um centralized and uh not just Europeanized, if that makes sense. Um, even if Saudi got to do it with more money, but. Uh, the merger that I was talking about was actually Apple and Paramount. So that may be the American counter uh, counteractive to right, what right. Saudi's trying to do. Because, um, I just had to go to Paramount to watch the Champions League replay of City's comeback against uh, Upsig. Um, I believe that was the team. And so usually that was on CBS, but now that was on Paramount. And so Paramount's talking about merging with Apple, who already has their MLS deal, 
And, you know, Marcus be hitting us with this MLS Minute with info from Apple. Now, who knows if Apple wants to get in on some uh, Champions League streaming as well with the Paramount merger. So that's another, um, I guess, idea that can be out there. So I think anyway, then we're going in the direction where the Champions League is about to get big. And uh, it's whether if it's um, just big over here or other other countries are trying to get in on it too. And so I wouldn't mind Saudi doing that. Um, but, but my question know, is, it, it, what's up? My fault, Anthony. Now, I was just going to ask you, so who am I going to be paying? Am I paying Apple or Paramount? I just need to make sure. Uh, you're probably going to be paying Apple. They're probably, I was, the, the real joke was like, yeah, they're just about to make a monopoly. Um, they are. So, yeah, I, I think Apple's just about to own everything. It's going to be Apple or Amazon or something. So, like, uh, you're probably going to, it's going to say Paramount. I don't know who I'm paying. I got Disney, Hulu, and yeah, uh, what else? That's what I'm saying. I, got the I feel like I'm getting charged three times, but they say I'm not. So, I don't I don't know who I'm paying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Apple's been rumored to be, you know, interested in buying ESPN. So, maybe they do just want to own all sports because... Live sports is the number one thing that we consume in America, mostly football. But if you can get soccer, if you can get, you know, they've been rumored to be interested in basketball. If they buy ESPN, then they get the NFL and the NBA. So then if you get soccer, you really control sports. So that would be interesting. But uh, if what do you feel about this Saudi uh Champions League potentially Ephraim because you were looking for help for foreign ownership for a while and it didn't go through now you feeling this Champions League plan yeah I guess I mean hey look you kind of go with the progress right uh so I'm not I'm not a opposed to progress if this is where it's gonna go this is where it's gonna go and money always talks and and we all know soccer (laughs) soccer always is gonna uh, look for the money so yeah man like if it's going to be a way a way to get like teams involved from other countries, not just Saudi Arabia, like I'm I'm for that. Like if it's just Saudi Arabian teams, and nah, kick rocks. But nah, if, if it's like teams from the U.S. Well, the U.S. don't have their the schedule doesn't match. But yeah, if it's like a whole bunch of different teams from different places in the world, absolutely, let's do it. I want to see something like that, like a like a international Champions League or something. I don't know what they would call it, but yeah, I'm, I'm with it. Hey, if Saudi Arabia can buy the Champions League and make it an international thing, they can alter the whole world calendar of soccer. Who knows? Yeah, exactly. So many they might make the MLS. Yeah, we think they're scheduling. Yeah, make the whole world adjust it. You know, FIFA's down. If FIFA can get some of that Saudi, they're already dealing with them. They gave them the 2034 World Cup. So if right. they can, you know, do some numbers and make it all align with each other, that would be cool. We'll see. But um, I got to ask Anthony, man, because we watched this at his crib the other day. I was like, hey, man, you see how Jao Felix was making noise in any sport? The game winner against Atletico Madrid. He was like, nah, man, put that joint on. So first, Marcus, Ephraim, Cletus, did you guys hear Jao Felix's comments about uh, Atletico Madrid's style of play before the match? Nah, nah, but I know you've been throwing a little sneak disses recently. Yeah, hit me to that. I don't even know what that's about. Hey, man, he was talking to the media, and he said, hey, everybody knows 
Atletico player, ultra defensive style. And as a player that played on the team as a forward, they don't want to play like that all the time. They want to attack. And if they say otherwise, they're lying. So he basically, before the game, said, hey, man, this style of play is huffing. That's one of the reasons why I had to go. I've been on loan the last two years. Anthony, you mentioned Club Lone. He, he's the marquee VIP king. And if you guys don't know, you saw the match. Barcelona won 1-0. Cletus' big brother, Robert Lewandowski, was moving like molasses. He was lost, missing volleys. But Jao Felix scored a banger. Game winner, he went to the stands, went up. Was not, you know, some players when they go against a former team. I mean, he's still on loan. He didn't care. He celebrated. He had fun. How do you guys feel about Jao Felix dissing his former team's tactics and then going out and faking on them? Hey, man, look, let me let me just say this real quick. He's the CFO, CEO, uh, president of Club Lone. You don't you just not score a goal so beautiful, but celebrate on your club like that? Hey, man, he, he's in the club. Goal of the week, champagne baller, possibly a year because he just faked way too hard, man. And, and and Raheem Sterling, he's a bartender in that club because he almost celebrated too much, too hard against us. <laughs> hey, bitch. But he's not on loan, man. He's not on loan. He can be free. He's free and he didn't celebrate because he has respect for the club. He's a city legend, even though you guys act like he's not a legend. Yeah, I know, but he, he's still <laughs> on that club. He's still frequents there. He's he's still there. But um, I I think Felix, we talked about it last week. That move to Atletico stunted his growth. So he's a bitter he's a bitter player now. So let him get that let him get that off his chest and and at least prove it too. So, um, it, but I saw online people was like, yo, we kind of got to remind him that Barcelona don't got money to 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 pay for him. So. Uh, <laughs> He better uh, <laughs> better figure out where what he's doing next. So, um, but congrats to him, Cladis. Your team, Chelsea, had him on loan last you know last season. Decided not to keep him. How do you feel about his you know defiance against Atletico and scoring a banger and celebrating? Are you against celebrating a, against a former team, or do you not care? Move on. To be honest, I don't care. You got you got to make the game hot one way or another, because you know you know niggas gonna sneak this when you leave the team and try to remove you from the group chat, all that. So sometimes you got to <laughs> celebrate on niggas. But I think his issue is you know he went to a team where he was expect he was expecting to play a certain style of football or develop a certain type of way, and you know Simeone is not that type of guy. Um, but one thing I'll say is that Ja has gotten the opportunity to maybe show that he is this great offensive winger, you know, hybrid striker, but I still don't think he's fully taken advantage of it. He's a great player, but even we as at Chelsea, he wasn't consistent. He took a lot of selfish shots. Um, I think this year that's kind of calmed down a bit, but, you know, still a lot of room for improvement. But if he goes back to Atletico, man, it's going to be interesting. Ephraim, Barcelona has to keep him now, right? I mean, 
They lost Dembele and Sufetizan on loan at Brighton, not really doing much still. Injured. Getting injured, you know. So uh, they got to keep Jao Felix, right, if you're Barcelona. What are they going to sell off next, though, to keep him? Rafinha. Yeah. They got to They got to keep Rafinha. They need him. He was electric I, in that game. <laughs> I, I really didn't mean players. I meant like assets. because Sell him to we'll the sell, Saudi sell Super League. That brother's cooked. Yeah, man. They they, they got to do something. They, they got to get rid of something before they can keep him, I think. I think it's going to probably cost a lot. Because they, they, they're playing at Atletico for him. So that means that to rival teams in Japan uh, for his services, they're going to hike the price up for him. So they're not going to let him go for the cheap. So... Uh, I don't know, man. Like it'd be nice if they if they could call up the bread for him. Sure, I'm, I'm sure he seems like he fits uh, with that team structure. So, um, I've like what I've seen when I've been able to watch him a little bit this season. So, um, you know, honestly, not like like I've watched a ton of them, but still, I think yeah, he make he, he seems like he makes a good fit. But uh, I don't know where they're gonna get the money from. Kind of like Anthony said, like where they gonna get it? That that's that's the question. Yeah, man, it is a good question, Marcus. I don't know if you if you get the chance, please watch this goal. Watch his celebration, how he was faking. He was having too much fun. Have you ever seen a player, former Liverpool player, score against you and had too much fun and you, you felt a certain type of way about it? Yeah. What do you mean? You saw it in the Champions League. Suarez, the second time around, he (laughs) done it. Bro, at that moment, I kind of was like, fuck this dude. Oh, man. (laughs) But then I I calmed down and I remembered that I really fucked with that guy. Uh, But still, I didn't like that shit. I I mean, I understand it. We talked about this maybe in the dorm room when we was at NSU. He made the wrong decision. Remember when it was that time? Like, think about it. He was Bruno before Bruno, in a sense. He was the hot boy. Everybody wanted him. And he chose the wrong club. Because he thought Simeone was going to bend for him. No, bro. No. He plays her wrong ball. That's what. That's what. That's what's going to forever be his style. Like, I can't. I can't. I couldn't. I can't. I ain't got no sympathy for him. Because at Chelsea, Clay, how many goals did that motherfucker have? Wasn't it like single digits? Yeah, less than maybe five goals. So when you in an attacking team, you don't give us double digits? Like, I, I don't get it. Like, yeah, how if he like, let me see how old um, he is. He's 23 going, or he just turned 24 a couple weeks ago. Next year, Last month, yeah. next year, and this year, his make or break year, honestly. Because think about it 26, you're supposed to be in your prime doing your thing. Yeah. Like, so it's make or break. And what I'm reading on the, the football especially, they said, don't come back. Don't, <laughs> don't come back. So, yeah. so you can't even come back to the facilities. If you show up around the facility, somebody might swing on you. He burned his bridges intentionally. He don't want to go back. He's forcing Barcelona to find money. <laughs> Basically, they don't pull it all the out. And you know how it is. Cletus knows big business. I mean, he's done it with Modric. Sometimes 
this brother can't uh, uh, the price is too much you can't afford to say no benfica got 126 million for Jao Felix, he couldn't say no. He had to go to Atletico whether he wanted to or not. Benfica got too much money for him. It was a record transfer for a wonder kid, for a Portuguese wonder kid, because, you know, the highest wonder kid fee ever is Mbappe to PSG 180. But that he, he couldn't turn it down. He had to go. But, yeah, it's unfortunate. At least he won La Liga with Atletico, so it wasn't all bad. And we'll see how it moves on, how it works out with them as they continue to move on. But Barcelona and Liga, they are right now, I think, fourth place in the standings or third now with 34 points. Girona's second with 38. And Girona's owned by Manchester City, by the way. <laughs> and then first place is Real Madrid, also 38 points. So. Cletus, I wanted to ask you about this last week, but unfortunately, you had some things to handle, but you're with us now, so I got to ask you, how does it feel for you to watch your brother Leroy Sané now become, you know, this season, on form, the best winger in the world? Active. And you know what it took? You know what it took? What, what did it take, man? This girl to shut the fuck up and pick a crib. Oh. Hey, man. That's we need the wife. It. You got to be respectful, man. No, 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 no. And, and you know, the, the off-field drama, <laughs> I think, was distracting Sane to a point. Like, especially when you just had a kid and your girl's new in the country. It's like, it's it was kind of difficult on him, you know, trying to get it all settled and then still dealing with the injuries and all of that. Um, And then plus him and Livy never really got along. You know, as well, I don't feel like they really, like, mesh and complement each other. Um, but I think, like, you know, him having that off-the-field stuff situated, living such a stuff, relaxed, you know, he really had the opportunity to focus during preseason. And Tucci also gave him that support, like, you know, I am expecting you to be one of my top players. And I haven't seen Tucci kind of, like, back away from that. He's always, like, been very supportive of Leroy, always trying to, you know – push him, push him, make sure he's starting. Um, he's he's managed his game time very, very well. But, yeah, man, Sané, he's in form. Um, his decision-making has gotten a lot better. Um, his dribbling, you know, still effective. Him and uh, Kane have built up a really good partnership. So, hopefully he's able to keep it up into the second half of the season. But his numbers so far, man, some of his best numbers and best dribbling I've seen in quite a while. Yep, he has eight goals and six assists in 12 Bundesliga matches, a goal and assist in five Champions League matches, averaging four dribbles a game. He's on fire. Very interesting to see him develop. Yeah, sometimes all you need is a fam a nice family situation, stable, and that can help you to lock in and get your mind right now. I got to ask you all this. Who do you guys want to have a Leroy Sané type renaissance currently on your team? Now, Cletus is a Bayern fan also, but if you could pick a player at Chelsea to have... Oh, I thought you were going to say at Bayern. I was going to say Serge. Uh, well, you know, yeah. <laughs> but who do you want at Chelsea to get a type of Leroy Sané renaissance that, like, 
a top player that lost his way, but we need him to get his mind right. I was saying Cuckoo only because with his injuries and him having to like play catch up, I will I would love for him to come back and be playing in form like Sane. That that would be major for me. Yeah, I hear that. You know, first time experiencing a new league, new style of play. It is tough having an injury can help you push back, especially when you just led the Bundesliga in goal. So I, I hear that. Uh Ephraim, you got a lot of options to pick from. <laughs> who do you need to see? Oh, I'm uh, thinking about it. I'm thinking about your snitches like Donnie Vanderbeek, the ghost, Sancho. Rashford might be the snitch too. Rashford, yeah. Yeah, the polls say Rashford right the now. The ghost so. of Martial? I mean, who do you need? De Gea, so, does he need to come back? That's funny. Uh... Well, a lot of those players you named never had really, really good seasons. They may have had some flashes in the season. Uh, I think clearly it's pretty obvious Rashford would be the one to pick to have a better have have a season. Uh, you can give me half of what he get, gave last year, you know, goals wise. So uh, he's never been an assist man. So I'm not, you know, that'd be nice to have him get more assists. But no, nah, I think it's Rashford is clearly the one that a lot of people would pick to like step it back up a little bit, you know. So yeah, that's a wild pick too. Now for Arsenal, I'm going with 50 cities, a.k.a. Thomas Partey. You've seen the footage. Shout out to the AAA Alliance, the Arsenal African Alliance, you know. Shout out to my boys, Dougie E, Bro B, Molo. You already know what it is, hey. Cissé, salute. But hey, just know, guys, I showed my OG Dougie E, Thomas Partey's video of him in, in the whip, bumping the old school with the hat sideways in the Dennis Rodman jersey. Now, Dougie E is old school, okay? He's old school. When he seen Thomas Partey in the whip, first he asked, hey, why is he wearing his Timberlands like that? He didn't respect how the, he didn't respect how Partey was rocking the gear. Then the R. Kelly came on and, hey, you know, Thomas Partey's facing certain allegations. You can't play R. Kelly out loud, okay? If he could get his mind right and we could have him in midfield, a midfield of Partey, Rice, and Odegaard, or if Odegaard needs a break, uh, Havertz, Rice, Partey, we need that physicality. We need his passing, but he's busy trying to be 50 cities, man. Foolish guy. But uh, Marcus, who, who do you wish on your team could get his mind right and get back in that form like Leroy Sané has. Um, I'm actually going to go with a player that used to be on Bayern that's on my team, and we won't see until maybe my birthday in January. I wish I had the legs for Thiago Alcantara from maybe, what, three years ago? Because if he could get them legs back and he could be able to – the pass in this system <clears throat> with with um fucking Nunez, man, we would be getting we would be dropping full on the regular, okay. And if he had the legs back in the day, shit, he would be able to defend with it. So, yeah, I'm going with Thiago. Great pick, man. I, I forgot he was on your team, man. That brother was so nice. Ah, when you ask that trouble. Shit, 
Oh, hey, when you when you asked that, I I had to look at my roster. I was like, it's so many folks don't left. <laughs> I hey, ain't know man. the <laughs> Uh, Cletus, I want you to get get your get your your flavor off, man. Please break down. Dortmund choking in the DFB Pokal Cup to Stuttgart today, round of 16, 2-0, man. These brothers, they, they can't seem they're, to get their mind right. They're bums, bro. They're bums. Because who, who they're playing in Champions League and they won? <laughs> and then it's like, oh, yeah, we, we're back. We we got the energy. Bro, these, these people are clowns, bro. Yeah, they beat Milan 3-1, and then they had a great result against Leverkusen 1-1. Yeah, 1-1. Leverkusen don't lose in the league so yeah. far. So I'm just like, bro, y'all. I don't see anything from that team, bro. That whole competition, Germany's second best team. I, I'm not hearing that anymore. If they really wanted to compete, they would have been fired their coach and really started buying real players. Um, yeah. See, now I'm gonna have to go ahead and watch that highlight and just like, hey, that. it's only <laughs> one thing I want to say about that game, bro. If you think you're gonna come out there with the FIFA, what is this twenty? Wonder Kids up top. Mm. Okay, that's not gonna fucking work, bro. They you got a scrappy win last weekend. So like I, I didn't understand why this like second tier squad. If this is their starting squad, this shit is embarrassing. They need to invest in January. They should never put out a second second tier squad. Bro, that, and that <laughs> brother that took and that brother that took um that that's the striker for Stuttgart, that motherfucker's nice. Yeah, oh. shout out to my Garassi. Yeah, he's a baller. My boy Robin, he he was at um NSU with us. Remember the German kid that used to play soccer with us? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a fan, man. yeah, my boy just turned 32, just just got engaged. So, you know, I know he's happy watching his oh, team. Yeah, that's what's top, up. Top of the top of the league. For sure, hey man. And if you guys aren't aware out there, Suhu Garassi. And 11 matches so far in the Bundesliga, my man has 16 goals, okay? He's going bonkers. Right now in the European Golden Shoe for top goal scorer, Harry Kane is number one with 18. Garassi is second with 16, like I said. Mbappe is third with 15. Holland is fourth with 14. And Lataro Martinez is fifth. With 13, hey, I got a shout out Inter, by the way, too. They cooked Napoli on the weekend. Uh, Marcus Taram scored, Barella scored. It was a very dominant match. Uh, Oshiman is back, but he barely got any service. And it's very interesting when you watch Serie A, the matches are more entertaining than they were like 10 years ago. But it still seems like, hey, man, once one team gets focused, it's hard to stop them. And Ephraim, you guys helped Inter Milan big time. Getting that money from Onana and then still being able to get people like Marcus Taram for free, getting Jan Sommer on the cheap, it's it's been interesting to watch them develop. But did any of you guys happen to see that Inter-Napoli match? No, I didn't get to check it out. Yeah, I saw part of it. Um, again, I think something about Inter is like they're not – it's not clean and polished, but they're always finding ways to get a goal and finding ways to stay within a game. Um, so I'm definitely – I definitely commend them on that. And then the Lataro and Marcus link up. Again, I think 
I think Lotaro is willing to be the hard worker in the in the partnership, and Marcus is just kind of there to compliment him. But I, their biggest battle is going to be Juventus because Juventus they don't have Champions League, no real European competition, and they've they've been informed. Um, I don't. From what I'm seeing is like they start games a bit slow, but again, same thing as like Inter, they're always finding ways to stay in the game. So it's going to be a tough um, Serie I don't know who's going to win it this year. Marcus, you got any thoughts on your brother Marcus Taram cooking up, man? Yeah, I ain't going to lie. I watched <laughs> a little bit of it. Um, I didn't watch the full match highlights. I would say that he's starting to find his uh, groove. I do think that's an excellent replacement for Lukaku and um, who is it? Zeko? Deco? Um, I think that was – that was it? Yeah. Okay, yeah. That, I think that's a smart move. But like you said, with with him, Martinez is cooking this year. Um, I didn't – at first, I kind of was thinking Inter wasn't going to win that lead. But then, what was it, maybe two weeks ago when y'all was – when y'all were telling me about their form, I started to check in. So, yeah, I, I, I mean, it's a solid unit, bro. And the other teams in Serie A, they're too inconsistent to me. Like, Napoli, okay, your dependence on Zelink. Zelinki or however you say his name, that shit is ugly. Like, and then KK is not on the same level this year. Yeah. Victor is is I guess this motherfucker worried about his transfer because like <laughs> yeah, it's at this point it, it, I think his relationship with the club is ruined outside that monkey shit with the when he was crying for a penalty a couple months back. Mm-hmm. So like. I don't really see I don't really see no other team competing like that because again, like we say, who else we got? What Milan? Them other efforts don't even like come on, bro. They they injury prone. So that's the most consistent team in that league. So yeah. Quick, quick work. For sure. Now Marcus Taram, like you guys mentioned, Taram being there has unlocked Martinez. Like I mentioned, he has 13 goals. Marcus Taram in Serie A, 14 matches played. He has five goals, six assists. So you see, he's creating a lot of those chances. So salute to him. And I like Inter Milan for bringing back front two strike partnerships. That's dope, man. Ashton Villa kind of used the front two partnership today too. But, you know, Leon Bailey was in between playing the second striker or number 10, if you will, and then being on that wing. So... Hey man, we are at that time, Marcus. Well, you didn't watch that Brazil match? Oh, oh yeah, hey man. <laughs> it was ugly, okay? Uh, yeah, I mean, you want to break down how hot it is in the Brazilian league? It's down to the. I think tonight's the last match, right? The last matches, I believe. So we, yeah, we can, the last we come, matches. We come with it next week, then, but. Just know Amerish is up one nil right now. We we can say this. Andrick you need to scored. Andrick scored. You need to get in the weight room, young man. Okay. <laughs> that, that that so that's a Brazilian thing. That for me, though, that suit shit, that coming deep, trying to be the playmaker shit, that's just a Brazilian thing. And I don't think that's even gonna stop with these two new breeds. That's the that was the main takeaway. And Palmeiros. Okay, and well, let's say this: the Brazilian league, bro, they love the slide tackle. They don't care about red cards. It's that passion, man. Old school, man. Physical. 
For sure. It is true. Now, I've always liked watching South American football because the fans, the atmosphere, it's second to none. And the style of play, you know, it's more flair on the pitch. But in recent years, it's become, you know, Euroized or whatever, you know, the Eurification of the sport. So that's been seeping in it. But Palmeiras, they kind of play a fluid style, more Brazilian, if you will. And today they're playing in a 3 1 4 2. I shouted out two striker partnerships. Endrick is playing up front with Lopez. So. Yeah, Hendrick score. That is cool that, you know, this is going to be his last league campaign because he's going to Real Madrid next season. So, hey, going out on top as the league champion would be turned. But I think teams like uh, Budufogo, they choked, man. They they fell off on form. They were in the title race and then had like five straight draws. Yeah, I was about to say this too. Uh, my my Brazilian homeboy at work, he was telling me that this is pretty much a wrap, and I do look at yeah. the standings. The goal difference is not is not in the favor of uh, Grimo, who are two up two one. So yeah, this is like you said, it's a wrap tonight. Yep. Basically, even if uh if Palmeiras lost, they still win the league by one point. It's over, man. So yeah, salute to Palmeiras winning the league. They've been dominating down there for a few years. They were balling in Copa Libertadores, won like two and three years recently too. So shout out to them. They've been producing a lot of talent as well too. Hendrick isn't the only wonder kid they got over there. Looking football manager for more intel. But uh, <laughs> Marcus, it's getting hot in the MLS playoffs. But before you break that down for us, let us know what's going on with your best player and how He's trying to force his way out. What are your thoughts, man? It's about that time again. United, ATL United. We went through this before. We went with it with Miggy. <laughs> when we got Barco, uh, we went with it through the other two guys. What was it? One of them was Hernandez. He was a fucking watch. We had to send him back to uh, Mexico. And then who was, I forgot the other brother name. We just saw him last year. So we've been through this before. The young brother, Little Messi, is saying he want to go to Europe, man. Yeah, I'll go out modern. We say. Okay, the young player of the year, man. I, I do think on the low, this could actually usher in a, a good time for Atlanta United. Um, we kind of have some other midfield guys, but if we were to get another 10, I think that would be excellent. But I think this money is just going to get another old-ass goalkeeper because Brad Guzan, as I've been saying through this whole MLS minute, as, as, after we finish this, we're going to dive in. He need to stop stealing the check, bro. Okay? It's time to move on, bro. Like, but yeah, I, it's going to be a big hurt because that boy was creating. We played through that boy. So our manager, Mr. Pena, or however you say your name, bro, you, you might need to be on watch out, bro, if you can't get this transfer together. Yeah. I need 50 mil. 
In 33 matches, Thiago Almada had 12 goals and 16 assists. Uh, transfer market says that his value is 27 million euros. His contract expires in 2025. 20, so, hey, man, free him. We will if you give me 50. That 24, 25, too low. Hey, man, What's... Italian teams are looking at him. You know they ain't got no money. They said Milan, Juventus, uh, Napoli, and they see Milan are looking at You know they ain't really got bread over there. We want Premier League money. But they don't play. So I was going to say this. He, he kind of has to go to La Liga or Italy because Premier League don't feature teams like him. And, and like we had a discussion, um, in a, I think, in our chat. Him on the wings is not a good look. It's gonna be it's gonna be just like how it was with Coutinho. And I don't think teams want to go through that. Like a winger that's not gonna defend. So honestly, he has to go to the right team. But yeah, man, we're gonna dive in this MLS minute, man. Because we at we at the finishing line, okay? We got MLS Cup coming up, bruh. And the way how we got there was LAFC. Versus Houston. We're going to run through that because Houston, you embarrassing, bro. Okay? This is your second time getting there, and this time you didn't do shit. Okay? The first goal was was a uh, Hillen's sled. Hillen's head. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's how you say it. Uh, uh, he had a dope-ass name. He got the rebound off a free kick. Got the goal. <clears throat> 1-0 LAFC. Then the second goal was given up by um by Houston. It was an own goal and nothing from that. It was just two two zips. So we already know we got LAFC on the west side. Okay, Mister Vela is going there a second time. But where are they going? You might ask. And with that, to know that you got, we got to talk about Cincy versus Columbus. That shit was hot. Okay, we got my pick, Cincy. Okay, MVP on the team, Cincy. Okay, Luis Acosta out here doing work, giving the goal off the free kick. What was that? Cincy popped it off early though because the USA uh talent, Mr. Vasquez, got that first goal. He went playoff Vasquez real quick, and then like I said, second goal was Acosta. They up to zip. At that moment, I'm thinking, since in the road, we got we got money in the bank. No, sir. 50 a minute. We get a key moment alert. Columbus goalkeeper stops the third shot. It was a one-on-one. Homie should have went under him. He tried to go by. He tried to shoot past him. It didn't work out. So then 68th minute. Like I said again, since it's looking like they're going to end it. But that keeper is playing like a dog. He played like uh, the real Madrid goalkeeper against Liverpool. Yeah, I give him that. Um, but then we had a hands of hand of God moment from uh Cincy. My boy ushered the goal in with his arm. We not allowing that. VAR chopped that off. So we stayed at two zip. But at the 85th minute. Them boys, uh, Columbus, they sub in a little dude, Rossi. And that boy, that team goal, okay, 
The team goal is the MLS men, I mean MLS goal of the week. It was five passes before in the box before they shot that. It was something off the same level when Jack Wilshire and them boys at Arsenal was looking nice. Shout out to my boy Dan and them. Um, but yeah, man. Columbus back in the game, 90th minute, and in extra time, they get that second goal. It's 2-2. So, you know, we in the playoffs, bro. We ain't going. We ain't replaying it. You got to get that extra time. So, in extra time, the MVP gets subbed off at the uh, 110th minute. He cramped up, so he had to get off the pitch. It was it – was, uh, these is key subs that's happening because them boys since thinking they finna go to penalties. But, nah. In the 114th minute, Mr. Hernandez welcomes himself to the game and off a pass off the back post from the back post. That boy take Columbus to the dang on cup, man. And um shout before we get up out of here, shout out to Mr. Wilfred Nancy, black a black coach in the MLS Cup. I don't know if that's the first time, but shit. Congratulations, still an accomplishment. And like and so, like I said, we're gonna come back next week with the final, with knowing what's going on in that MLS Cup because they playing that thing in Ohio, Columbus. They got that thing. They got the home field advantage. Let's see if they can use it. First LAFC man, and like that, we out for the MLS meeting, man. Thank you very much, Marcus. I appreciate that breakdown. The MLS season is coming to an end. Get that Apple deal and watch it, man. Enjoy yourself. Watch some ballers doing their thing. The messy league. <laughs> Have you are you gonna watch that propaganda? That six episode special they did for him. The messy effect. <sighs> Time magazine sportsman of the year, Clay. I guess we should, and and everybody could chime in. We we could have a, a, a extra MLS minute during the off season where we 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 catch we do that series, the six parter. Each week we'll do an episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My question is: You speak in English? No, you know that. Yeah, I'm good. Oh, oh subtitles, subtitles, like an anime. Okay, you're, you're in America speaking. <laughs> yeah, come on, Clay. You watch Lupin? Yeah, speak English. Money heist. Come on, man. Get the guap. Hey, See, man. the professor has sauce. Messi doesn't have sauce. <laughs> oh man it's time for the end of the show Ephraim can you set it off for us brother man what's your champagne move of the week I'm going to give it to uh, that high press today that Manchester United uh, implemented on Chelsea I think it caught him off guard so I think that was a great move by Ten Hag I like that I like that tactical nuance in the move Latest, what's your champagne move of the week? Um, Mr. Good Evening, getting the W over Pep, bald ass. That's my move of the week. Anything to knock down that bald guy and kick him out the league. <laughs> hey, man. And he also said he went from saying he would go down to League One with City to now saying he's in the trouble again. I'm out. Hey, man. He wants to quit so bad. <laughs> That's what I'm telling you. That's why right now his team is trash. So he has all the excuses. Oh. oh, man, that's hilarious. Marcus, what's your champagne move of the week? Um, First off, I got a non-soccer one. 
I'm gonna give the SEC officiating. I'm gonna give y'all the champagne move of the week mm. because that fourth down mm. shit wasn't no catch. And you <laughs> motherfuckers took a goddamn three peat away from us. But my champagne move of the week, I'm sorry, Dan. It's Ross Barkley. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Uh, through uh, four defenders. Like, yeah, what are we man, doing? It was, it was nasty. <laughs> he was going crazy. I was like, man, maybe he is Nigerian. I was like, hey, man, I never seen him dance like that. He gonna go in there with a Nike hanging to the on the roof. Hey, man. Hey, my champagne move of the week is it's Anthony, man. Anthony played well, and that nutmeg you hit Tiago Silva on. Hey, that brother was oxed. Try to trying to reach and grab for him. Come here, young fella. Hey, man. Come on, come on man. He he you're abusing a senior citizen. Have some respect. Hey. No, nah, no. Nah. If you out there, you think you you think you can still run with us? Get cooked, old man. I have some respect. So yeah, man. That's my champagne move of the week, man. And Ten Hag for still wearing those hats, man. That's funny. Marcus, what's your champagne goal of the week? We going with the trio, like I said earlier mm-hmm. in the show. Run it Maka, back. Trent, and Endo. Man, Endo. Yeah, Wataro. You know how that thing go. Nice. Hey, man, I'm doing the same thing as you. My champagne go of the week, Declan Rice, man. Rice, rice, baby. All that stuff, man. Nah, bro. Sing, Shout out Declan sing Rice. Our, sing our Declan Rice yeah. song. I gotta get another Declan Rice. I gotta answer. Yeah, come on, man. Declan Rice. Shout out to Odumo Black, man, for the track. He has a new song with Black Sheriff, by the way. Check it out. But yeah. Declan Rice has been balling out of control. Claytis, he's not a flop, right? He's good, right? It's calm. You know, he's doing his thing. I'll give it to him, man. He's hit the gym. Got some endurance on him. You know, he's doing his thing. Hey, man, I'm telling you, thank God we signed him because if he went to Manchester City, it would have been over, man. Him and Rodri together, nobody's scoring. Now they got a Kanji trying to do that double pivot. Manchester City has leaked 11 goals in four games, man. It's getting leaky over there. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, but uh, Claytis, what's your champagne goal of the week? Uh, I don't know, man, but I think I'm going to have to give it to the Newcastle boys that won their win over those bum-ass United boys. <laughs> Look at him. I like it. how you try to get a shot in whenever you can, man. You're trying to reminisce when they last something lost. Hey, I love it. Anytime you can, bro, you try to get a shot in. I got to up the smoke every time. I hear you, bro. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> Ephraim, what's your shit goal of the week? McTominay's both goals against the bum-ass <laughs> table. Chelsea, what? Nah, I'm just kidding. Nah, actually, <laughs> Jao Felix. Jao Felix's goal uh, against uh, Atletico was actually my goal of the week. Yeah, um, that was a banger, right, E? It was sweet. Hey, that joint was sweet, man. It was a sweet <laughs> nah, goal. Gotta... And, and that celebration, like, for real. Like, that celebration was over the top. And, like, yeah, he was cool. faking too much. <laughs> yeah, he did, he did the, try to do the Jew joint. Yeah. So, yeah. Hey, hey E, now you got to call him McTerminator now. Oh, man. Ah, McTerminator, yeah. Hey, man, shout out to Scotland, his country. Hey. Turn him to a goal scorer, man. Hey, 14 goals and 33 matches for, uh, for club and country for Scott McTominay. So kudos really? to him. He's in the club with me, too, so. For sure. Hey, man. Hey, you already hey, you already opened up the VIP from 
Lead us in, man. Who are you in the club with? Who else with McTominay then? Hey, with that stat I just gave you, McTominay's in the club. Anthony's mm-hmm. in the club. Mm-hmm. I'm giving all them niggas today that was pressing today in the club. Manchester United. <laughs> so all of them coming to the club with me today. Nice, nice. Well, we said all the people that worked hard. Who didn't work hard? Man? Who wasn't pressing out there, man? Who can't get in? Hey, no, all of them was, for real, though. They was all stepping up. Hey, look, uh, I'm even going to bring in uh, Harry Maguire. My man ooh. was in midfield. He was on the right wing. Hey, look. He was doing it all today, so I'm gonna give him the Dallo, Can Dallo get in? Oh yeah, Dallo in there. He was in the midfield. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna give him. Oh, everybody was in the midfield. Hey, Play this one was here midfield. All I know is hey, that, we was dominating that, their midfield. All I know is that that party in that section about to be dry, no legs. What do you mean no oh, legs, man? man. You, they have the IG hey. kings of getting in trouble with honeys. What? Oh no, 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 no. Hey, I'm bringing Sancho in there just to get some love too. Oh, yeah, you know he's going to bring the honeys okay, out. Yeah, 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 he's going to bring the legs. <laughs> there uh, you go. Because you know Rashford true. can't do it. Uh, well, he's a family man. Leave him alone. What's, what, are you sure about that? <laughs> Cletus, who are you in the club to, with? Trying to spin the block like his name, Nelly. <clears throat> yeah, man, I'm, I'm like, again, man, Operation Get Pep out of the league. Shout out to my boy, Mr. Good Evening. We outside. Um... And Kunku's outside with me as well, getting ready for the comeback. Hmm. I'm going to see him in a few weeks. All right, all right. I'm in the club with uh, NSU men's and women's basketball team. I made an episode of The Last Dan about them balling. The men are 6-3. and three, The women are 7-2. and two. Last week, the guys beat William and Mary and VCU. Behold the green and gold. Hey, we're a basketball school now, guys. And I also, you know who I'm in the club with, Declan Rice, Kai Havertz, all the Arsenal boys after that comeback victory against Luton Town. Arteta, I see you on the cover of Soccer Manager 2024. There you go with that fake pep shit again. Manchester City's got a real football manager deal. Marcus, you you downloading Soccer Manager 2024? Hey, man. Soccer Manager? You talking about FM? No, S S M. What? What? What did this come out? I told you, bro. Arteta is such a B Tech pep. He said, "Well, if Pep is on Football Manager, Manchester City. Hey, man, I gotta be on Soccer Manager." <laughs> he wilding, bro. Hey, man. I, I seen uh Jose Marino on the on uh one soccer game on the Apple Dang on Play Store. We gotta calm down. <laughs> Got to get them checks, man. Salute, but uh, hey, man, the club we going my club section this week is club drop. Okay, all my niggas that dropped this past week Mm. goals are welcome. Ross Barkley, Endo, shit, McTerminator, shit, Rice. We showing love about this motherfucker. This Mbappe season. scored if you want to let him in. I know nah. we've been forgetting about him, but hey, he scored. <laughs> hey, bro, after January 1st, 15 oh. days after that, I'll let him know if he can get in my club after that. January 15th, my boy, make up your mind. Yeah, hey, man, shout out to Ephraim. He put in the picture. Yeah, SM25. You thought I was kidding? SM, he's sick, man. Arteta is a sick guy, but... uh. I don't know, man. <laughs> Let me ask you this, Cletus. Am I too hard on Mikel Arteta? Because last week I mentioned he's coached 200 matches. Um, People mentioned how he's won more matches than at 200 games than 
Arsene Wenger and George Graham, but I brought up, hey, those boys won the league already when they coached 200 games. We've choked the league with Arteta and choked the top four, but he got us in FA Cup. So I guess, uh, am I too hard on him or is he the right coach for Arsenal right now? I won't say the right coach for Arsenal. Well, I'll say he's a great fit right now, but I could, I still see the skepticalism of like having him as a coach and what he's able to provide you guys longevity-wise. You know, him winning you guys that FA Cup and then starting the rebuild process, that took some time, and he's been great at that. But I do know and I do feel there's going to come a point in time where you guys are going to need to push on, and that's going to mean leaving him and finding somebody else that's going to get you across the line. Because, you know, look at it last year. You're close to the league, and you kind of fumbled. In, well, not kind of. You fumbled it, and then, you know, it still made Champions League. And the excuse was, you know, we always want to get back to the Champions League first. We want to get back to the Champions League first. And then now you're back in the Champions League. You know, you're competing. You're still performing. But at the end of the day, I feel like he's had the years, the time, and the players that he wanted to, you know, bring Arsenal back to the top. And right now he's doing good, but there will come a time where you guys are going to need to push on from good and, you know, be excellent. And he might be, you know, he might need to be sacrificed. Yeah, I hear you, and I, I agree with you for the most part. Uh, the question is, who do we get? But that's another story for another day. That could be a fun uh, episode that we do, or a fun segment that we do in a future episode where we rank the top 10 managers in the world, if you will, or if they're not managers anymore, they're just head coaches for the most part. But yeah, we could rank them and try to put a scale together on how we evaluate these guys because it seems like it's kind of like world-class strikers. It's scarce to find a great manager because now we're recycling the same guys over and over. Cause it's like, yeah, if Arteta leaves, the question is who do we get? But Hey, that's far, far away. I don't even, I don't even want to talk about Arteta. Like he's getting fired anytime soon. Cause he's not, we in first place. We balling. Shout out to the guys. This has been Champagne Soccer, fun episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Even though it's about to be a winter break in other leagues, you know we're PL fans, so that shit never stops. So we'll be here. <laughs> oh, man. What do y'all, before we disappear, Ephraim, what do you guys feel about the PL still not having an international break? Oh, uh, I think it's ridiculous. I mean, look at all we talk about it all the time. Look at all these daggone games coming up for all these players. All these teams that we root for getting uh, injuries are, you know, all over these over the pitch. Um, I can't think. I'm, I'm like was looking at something when you asked me that. My bad. I wasn't paying attention. Um, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> my bad. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it's ridiculous, and they need to catch up. Yeah, just Arsenal, for example, they play Ashton Villa away on Saturday. Then they play their last group stage match away against PSV on the 12th. Then they play at home against Brighton on the 17th. Yeah, it's hot. A lot of hot games. Then away at Liverpool on the 23rd. Then Boxing Day. Or excuse me, no Boxing Day this year for us. We play on the 28th against West Ham. Then New Year's Eve against Fulham. Then January 6th, Cletus's birthday against Liverpool again. Goodness gracious. That's just a month from now. Look at all the games that I just mentioned that Arsenal is going to play in a month. One, two, three, four, 
five, six, seven. And that's not including yesterday. That's disgusting, Marcus. What's going on with the PL? Why are they trying to kill our players? Jurgen on told y'all motherfuckers, bro. I don't know who he gonna have to get to get paid off to get us a break, man. But uh all we can say right now is winter is coming. City. I don't know what the fuck they got going on. But let them drop some more points through this tough little period so before they go on this godly run, bro. You know what's about to happen. We just we just gotta stay safe, man. I think you should enjoy your top top spot while you can. Oh yeah, for sure. Hey. By January it can be gone easily. Hey damn, quick, quick, quick question. I, I was looking at the schedule. Are, are we sure there's no break in, in, in January? Yeah. It looks like there's a break in January, unless that's a, a international break that I'm missing. <laughs> it might be an international break. All right. One sure. between the sixth and the twentieth, there's no game. Yeah, they might have a one week off. <laughs> That's, I know, right? Yeah. That's what it looks like. It's just one week off, no games on the thirteenth, fourteenth, but then they're back on the twentieth. Yeah, and next so. year's African Cup of Nations. So yeah, not even yeah, January starts African Cup of Nations. So yeah, you know, it's hot. <laughs> Cletus, what do we do, man? Do you care about Afcon? Do you care about this winter break never happening in the PL? What What, what are your thoughts, man? Yes, he don't. <laughs> <laughs> he, he might he might be like emailing bags too. He might be spaced out because I fake ended this show like ten times already. <laughs> I, I don't blame him, man. But hey, I'm gonna end it for real this time. <laughs> but Ephraim, Anthony, who had to get low to go to a movie, Cletus in the cut, Marcus. This is Champagne Soccer, best soccer podcast in the world. And before we disappear, what we gotta do, Marcus? Till next time, keep them pinkies up, man.